amazing. Hey everybody, welcome to Dragon Academy Dropouts, your weekly dive into the DreamWorks Dragons universe, and it's ladies night on the podcast, Caitlin. Oh yes, it's ladies night, Ooh. and the feeling's right, oh Ooh. yes, it's ladies night, oh what a night. Oh what a night. Yeah, it's just me and Caitlin this week, Max is traveling, Brooke has important things, and we are here, and we miss them, but it'll be okay. I'm glad you're here, Caitlin. I'm glad I'm here, too. Yes. So since it's just the two of us, we decided to talk about something that's very important to us. Friendship. (laughs) (laughs) See, what you guys may not know is that Caitlin is partially the reason why I'm super into this show and this movie series and this franchise. Yes, girl. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it when you said you hadn't seen How to Train Your Dragon. In 2014. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it all worked out. And here we are. Yeah. It was just like a random Saturday night. I didn't have anything better to do. We never had anything better to do. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, besides trying to get a bachelor's degree. But we succeeded. We graduated. Yeah, yeah, we graduated. We walked across that stage. And you watched How to Train Your Dragon. I did. Oh, I got <laughs> so into it. And here we are. So we are going to talk about some of our favorite friendships in the series, but not just any friendships. No, 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 not just any. Again, ladies night. Ladies kind night. Kind of talk about the ladies. Yep. So we're going to kind of break down... What I would consider to be the three main lady friendships within the series. We're not counting lady dragons. We're just going to do human ladies. And Because the nuances of the lady dragons, we probably don't know because we don't speak dragon. So yeah. I'm sure somebody out there does, but not odd. Not not nope. Yeah. And probably a decent amount of what we're going to talk about is going to come from the TV show. I'm sorry, but that is the bulk of the content that we have. We've got like four hours of movie and I don't even know how many hours of TV show, like 30 plus, maybe. Yeah. Plus, you don't have the responsibility of building up to a huge climax like in the movie where you have to, every detail has to be related to that to keep the plot moving forward. The TV show, there's lots more time for filler and funny moments and serious talks that don't actually have to do with the main villain so yeah or the main protagonists which yeah basically the theme of this franchise as a whole is hiccups coming of age and his relationship with toothless and his dad which is but. beautiful but we're not talking about hiccup today we're talking no. about the ladies the men are for the most part irrelevant they'll come yep. up but yeah, like Hiccup just sort of kind of came up, but yeah. for no once he's going to take a seat. <laughs> no boys. No token males in this episode. Sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. Max. <laughs> Why are we apologizing? He probably won't even listen to this episode. True. He doesn't even listen to episodes he's on. I don't expect to have to apologize to him because he's not here. Okay, so we're going to start with... Our two main ladies of the franchise, Astrid and Roughnut, and we've seen them kind of develop this friendship from the first movie. 
the first movie wasn't necessarily about their friendship, but you kind of saw some bits and pieces of it. And what I really like about the females within this franchise is that you can kind of see how their relationships kind of represent different friendships that you've had in their own, in your own life. So what I kind of see starting off, I want to emphasize that, starting off with their friendship was a friendship formed from necessity. So they literally are the only girls within their generation and that's got to bring you together, right? Not only are they the only girls, they're one of five people their age in this village. Their choices of friends is very, very small. Yeah. And if you think about it, the first movie, they're all supposed to be, what, 15? Yeah. So for girls, that means that they have already gone through puberty. And and it's rough. Yeah. Puberty yeah. sucks. And if you have nobody else that you can talk to about, you know, different changes and all of that, like, that's that's terrible. So you know that they had to have at least had some minor bond forged just because weird stuff's happening to my body and my brain and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I would agree. However, I think just kind of within the context of what was going on in their lives at the time, it probably wasn't like the biggest focus in their minds. Because if you look at what Ashid was worrying about at that age, she was worrying about defending her village, being the best, getting the respect of the tribe. I don't even know what Roughnut was focusing on. Beating her brother up, probably? Yeah. Having fun? Probably. Probably fighting dragons, too. But for her, I don't think it was as do or die as it was with Astrid. Oh, definitely not. I think her and Tuff were mostly there for for kicks. Yeah. Like, hey, this sounds fun. Let's go. And but... they were probably forced to be there anyway. Yeah. But the other part about being 15-year-old girls is that boys have finally caught up on the puberty game. So I imagine there's a lot of shared eye rolls that happened throughout the past, like, few years leading up to the movie, where it's just like, oh, good God. (laughs) Yep. So within the first movie, we don't see a ton of their friendship. We see them interact, but it's within the context of this story that really is a couple weeks. So we don't get too much. It's when we get into the show... And we see some more, like, deeper dives into the goings-on within the teens that we see some more interesting interactions from them. They're also a little bit older, so the relationships they're forming are a little bit more meaningful. Um, Not that relationships you have when you're 15 aren't meaningful, but as you move forward, it's less about, like, I'm stuck with you because you're the only girl my age, and it's more about... You know, we're older and I don't hate you and we work together. You definitely see a lot of times where they butt heads or, you know, they don't see eye to eye because even though they're older and they do have these common goals, their priorities are still very different. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of conflict, but... um... I think with both of them, conflict is just something that they have in all of their relationships. So it's kind of a kind of a standard way of life for them. Definitely. I think one of, well, I've written down two favorite Astrid and Roughnut moments, and they both kind of have to do with conflict. My first number one moment is when Roughnut calls out Astrid for not respecting the group in Edge of Disaster Part 1. I love that moment because 
Roughnet is that one friend that everybody needs. She's the one who will call you out on your crap because you need to hear it, even if it hurts your feelings, even if you need to take this deep, hard look at yourself that you don't want to have. I think everybody needs a friend like that. I know I've needed friends like that. Definitely. if you're too deep in your own head, you don't necessarily realize what you're doing. Yeah, and I think it does definitely take a level of trust to be able to hear those criticisms and apply them to your life and come out of it not hating the person who got you out of your funk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it takes a certain amount of trust to tell somebody that they're acting a fool and know that they're not going to just kick you out of their lives over it. So yeah, they're they're not the most touchy-feely friends, but I think there's a lot of trust going on there that's built over time. Definitely built over time. And you can see that grow to the point of my second favorite Astrid and Roughnut moment, which is when Astrid pretty much almost murders Throck for saying that he wants to beat Roughnut over the head, drag her off, and marry her. Which may yeah. not necessarily be just based on her love for Roughnut, but her moral values and just kind of feminist ideals in general. But yeah. still such a fantastic moment that I'm still laughing about a month later. Yeah, it was pretty great. And I think Asher definitely knows Roughnut's not the kind of person that would ever want anything like that. The only person that gets to hit her over the head is her brother. Do you have any other favorite moments from their friendship that you want to talk about? Their relationship very much reminds me of like when you're a kid and there's a neighbor on your street who's your age and it's like you stick with that person because who else are you going to stick with? And over time, maybe you actually grow to become friends, like real friends, but it starts off with just like we've been thrown together into this crazy world And I don't want to play with a three-year-old down the street. I want to play with somebody my age. (laughs) Yep. And sometimes the friendships that grow from those situations can be magical. Yeah. So Ashton and Roughnut kind of came together through just growing up in the same place. Astrid and Heather were definitely thrown together at a weird point. And their friendship really came from an interesting place where when we first saw Heather as a character, you didn't really know what was going to happen with those two. But really, their friendship was kind of earned, I would say. Like, it really came out of a place of badassery and respect, where once they finally realized that they had a lot in common and that they could respect each other, they really clicked. Yeah. And, I mean, their relationship was born out of... um you know, Astrid comes in and she's winning everybody over and Astrid's the only person who suspects her. And, you know, there's a lot of animosity between the two. And eventually when it all works out, it's like, oh, I see why you were doing what you were doing. And yeah, yeah. on both so sides. Now the more they understand each other, the more they respect each other. And, you know, I think it's it's nice to see a friendship where it's not like, First impression doesn't define everything. They have a terrible first impression, but then they move past it. And they grow to become so close that they're willing to keep these really problematic secrets from the people that they trust (laughs) the most. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, when that episode came around, I was really surprised. I was like, seriously, Astrid? You've been keeping that a secret? Like, how? Yeah. I... I saw it coming just because, I don't know, some some of the plots I've been able to predict while watching the show. Um, but In the course of the episode, you could see it coming, but it was still just like, how is Astrid okay with this, with lying to all of her friends? Like, I think it really does show that she she's starting to have a very strong respect for Heather, that she would lie to, especially to Hiccup. Yeah, that she's able to look at the bigger picture of a situation and say, I'm willing to make a sacrifice for this other person at the expense of risking this trust with someone else, which within her character is a big deal because she's so founded in loyalty and having the respect of those around her that she really took a huge risk there. Definitely. I mean, trust is a big deal to Astrid. It's not something that people earn lightly. And yeah, I totally agree with you. For her to risk that, it's definitely indicative that their relationship has grown to a point where it's like they risk things for each other. That's big for Astrid. Definitely. That's one plot point. I understand why they moved on from it, but if the show had more time and more flexibility to get a little bit more mature with the storylines and not kind of have the Y7 dynamic um, mm-hmm. that I would have wanted them to dive into more, like really examining Astrid losing Hiccup's trust and having to gain it back from that situation, I think that yeah. it would have been really interesting. Do I think it would have taken very long and caused all this prolonged angst? No, but I think they probably had some really serious discussions about it. Yeah, but then dive into my head cannons here. She was still though like hashtag no regrets. Like I helped my girl Heather, and it was great. And now I'll do the work to make up for it. So Astrid is a hard worker. If she breaks something, she will fix it. Do you have any other Astrid and Heather moments that you want to talk about? I really like just seeing them be bros. Like. In season mm-hmm. five, when they showed up to Berserker Island for that ceremony, and they just, like, embrace each other, and they're like, hey, girl, what's up? I just like that. They're yeah. cool. Heat stride for life. Definitely. I just, oh, I love their interactions now, because you can just tell in their interactions that there's a long history of trust between the two. You know how you can tell the difference between... Two characters have known each other for just a little while and two characters who have a couple years of, you know, fighting together, working together, doing awkward girl talk in the woods about hiccup. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't at some point had awkward girl talk about a boy? In the woods. Or a girl. And a boy is hiccup. I don't know. <laughs> a romantic interest. And uh, it was hilarious watching Astrid finally start to have those interactions with people. But I think she definitely needed it as she started to, you know. She had some emotions she needed to get in touch with. You could really, like, dive into Astrid's character and talk about some of her emotional shortcomings. But you're right. That's definitely a big one. And I think it, it definitely shows the effect that Heather and Roughnut have on her when you see the second movie roll around and suddenly she's just so grounded and centered and mature Absolutely. and 
it's a completely almost a completely different person from the first movie like she's grown so much and gotten in touch with those emotions yeah here's a question Amazing. for you yeah if heather hadn't been the person to get astrid to open up and kind of get in touch with her emotions how else would that have happened like would there be another character within the group that would do that for her all right so i have a couple i i'm not sold on who it would be but i know it wouldn't be Ruffnut. Ruffnut, i don't think wants to go there but i have two ideas in my mind of who would be the one who would get her to open up it would either be fish legs or snot lout um i think fish legs because he's the most in touch with his emotions out of the entire group um but i feel like asher would be really uncomfortable talking to him because of that and so then i kind of think snotlout because snotlout is a mutton head but i feel like if they like butted heads to a point they get to like a critical point where it's just like the emotions explode out of her and then snotlout kind of like gets her through it and has a new level of fear for her after he's like oh my gosh i hope that never happens again she can beat me up and she can unload all of her emotions on me but i think i think snotlout would probably be the person he would he would anger it out of her i love snotstrid bromance anything to be honest i love that idea because when those two interact it's so organic so Mm -hmm. i would agree but we don't care about the boys in this episode, so moving on. Irrelevant. <laughs> Except Sorry, for that situation. <laughs> I mean, I think it could be rough nut. It wouldn't be the most serious, like, girl, give me your deepest, darkest emotions and spill everything out to me. I think it would kind of come from these, like... You're pissing me off. Tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Like, get in your face, make a dirty joke... And kind of have it evolve from there into something more organic as opposed to, hey girl, let's talk. What's up? Kind of like Astrid reminds me a little bit of Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Doesn't want to talk about her feelings, but sometimes needs to. And the people she usually ends up spilling things to are, they're not really the people you'd expect Rosa to tell things to. She's always telling things to the loud people and the you know, emotional people, and you're just like, not not who I thought your first choice would be to uh, have a discussion, but it works. So yeah. it could be tough. So a snot lout or a rough nut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both basically Jake Peralta in a nutshell, so. <laughs> Good show. So we've done Astrid's relationships with both rough nut and Heather. What do you think of Heather and rough nut together? Because we don't see a ton of them interacting but they really are kind of this convenience friendship where you're within the same group of friends and you wouldn't necessarily like open up to this person, but like you'd throw down with them and you'd stick up for them or you'd turn up with them or does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're friends by proxy. Yeah. The rest of the group is kind of the link between the two because their relationships with the other characters are a lot stronger than their relationship with each other, but there's still a relationship there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to see more of what goes on with them, 
there aren't a ton of scenes that I can specifically say stand out in my mind of them one-on-one interacting. But in season five, I think it's when they go to the Wingmaiden Island and they have to kind of play natural during the day while Asher tries to break out Snotlout. I yeah. apologize to any listeners if I'm completely butchering this, but <laughs> Roughnut's like, hey, Heather, let's go to the boar pits. And she kind of rolls her eyes, but later you see her and she's like messed up, gross, and she went to the boar pits with Roughnut and she played along. Totally. And I think that's pretty cool that she's willing to do that. And they've got to have some kind of connection there. And that's a relationship yeah. I would want to see more of. Like, what would they talk about? That would I be so love- funny comparing these relationships to relationships from other shows and reality and stuff so I imagine them as like you know a group of friends they go out to the bar or something and then conveniently all of the other friends have to go have to leave and you end up and it's super awkward you just have these two and then one is just like hey I'll buy the next round of drinks or hey let's go mini golfing and then they end up having this just crazy night of you know hanging out together the whole night doing all kinds of stuff and they never would have expected it to happen but and then you go to breakfast in the morning and you're with the group and everything's kind of normal but then you make eye contact like across the table and you're like yeah i see you smirk going on yeah and then you never tell anybody else about it it's just kind (laughs) of like we know that's enough we know that's that's what the boar pit thing reminded me of or it's just like night of debauchery together Astrid's doing her own thing. Let's go to the boar pit. Yeah. Girl, I'd go to the boar pit with you. Yeah, but we're also not the awkward friends that get left together when everybody else leaves. So that's a given. True. We are the Astrid and Heather friendship. A friendship founded in badassery. Yep. And talking about hiccups. (laughs) 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 Oh, spill tea. Uh, throwing shade on myself. <laughs> All right. All right. Heather and Roughnut, I don't think there's that much more to say. We probably won't get a ton of interaction, like, one-on-one with them in the future. I could eat crow on that, but I think we only have 13 episodes left. Probably not going to happen. But it's something I would like to see. But it's like we said, you know, they go to breakfast the next day and make eye contact. They know. They know that they had some crazy times. Oh, yeah. So who knows? They could be having more crazy times and we just don't see it. And I I like to believe that. Yeah. They're the weird, like, ride or die friends. Like, let's go. (laughs) We're doing this. You can't back out. Yeah. And Roughnut's priorities kind of, like, take these turns. Like, she's very focused on one thing, which is usually her brother. Yeah. But then every once in a while, she'll have something happen that, like, takes her interest. But then she's back to her brother again or her dragon yeah. again or something. Yeah. So it's like, when tough nuts away, the girls will play. Oh, yeah. That sounded way dirtier <laughs> than I meant to. I, I apologize. I mean, I think tough nut could be that guy friend that rolls with the ladies. He could. He could definitely. Tough nut's a friend that rolls with everybody. Yeah. I but think everybody in the gang could have a wild night out with Tough Nut. Definitely. But if it's Rough Nut and Tough Nut in the same hang, then it's the Rough and Tough show. And it's it's hard to get your foot in the door then. True. He's he's the person you'd want to hang out with individually. I want to hang Why out with Why are we talking about ever? Tough Nut? I don't know. It's not relevant. <laughs> this is the ladies' night. There's only three ladies. Yeah. 
so there we have it. I definitely wish we had more lady interaction in the series, but we've had more some ladies in general. Ones. Yes. Can never more have ladies. too many strong female characters. Definitely. And I'll leave it at that. We want to hear from you guys. What are your favorite moments featuring our amazing lady Vikings? We love them and we know you do too. So leave a comment, send us a message, let us know what you think, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. Thank you for joining us for Ladies Night. And don't forget that you can find us at dragondropouts.com. So check us out on Tumblr and we're also on Facebook. Leave us messages. We love reading your mail. Hit us up on Twitter and we will see you next week in the new episode. Bye.